0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Learning with Lauren podcast. This is your host Lauren and I'm so happy to celebrate Wellness Wednesday with you all today and I'm also so excited to celebrate 18 beautiful months of sobriety with you all today. Today I hit 18 months alcohol-free, completely sober, and that is 549 days of sobriety and I'm so excited share this episode with y'all today. I'm going to share 18 reasons why I love being sober and I hope it's all interesting to you. I know not all of my listeners are sober and that's completely okay but I've realized in LA a lot of people are sober curious whether they think they have a problem with alcohol or substances or not. I think it's really great to see a movement starting and seeing non-alcoholic bars. I'm going to one later today and I'm so so excited to keep sharing my journey with you all and especially at the different time points in my sobriety. One of my first episodes on this podcast was when I first tried getting sober and I think I hit like three months sober and I knew nothing at that time and that doesn't mean that if you're three months or less than that 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 means nothing that's not the message I'm trying to convey but it's more so thinking back on my personal journey and realizing I wasn't there yet that go around and now I have finally learned so much about myself I was ready for it this time and I've chosen every single day to make the choice to not have a drink of alcohol and I'm taking it one day at a time still and I'm so excited to share with you my new outlook on life and my new outlook on sobriety and recovery. So I highly recommend, if you want to listen to my other episodes, I also did one when I hit one year sober back in July. I am recording this on January 30th of 2024, and I just wanted to start this episode with a daily reflection I don't have access to January 31st yet, so I'm sorry. This is going to be yesterday's if you are listening to this on the 31st. And it is called Freedom From, Freedom To. We are going to know a new freedom. And this is a reading from Alcoholics Anonymous, the big book, page 83. Freedom for me is both freedom from and freedom to. The first freedom I enjoy is freedom from the slavery of alcohol. What a relief. Then I begin to experience freedom from fear. Fear of people, of economic insecurity, of commitment, of failure, of rejection. Then I begin to enjoy freedom too. Freedom to choose sobriety for today. Freedom to be myself. Freedom to express my opinion, to experience peace of mind, to love and be loved, and freedom to grow spiritually. But how can I achieve these freedoms? The big book clearly says that before I am halfway through making amends, I will begin to know a new freedom, not the old freedom of doing what I pleased, without regard to others, but the new freedom that allows fulfillment of the promises in my life. What a joy to be free. This is so crazy that this was the daily reflection that I chose to read today because I did not read it over before I just read it to you all. On the podcast. This will be linked down below. This is from dailyreflections.net. But this is exactly what I was just saying how I feel like I have just become this new person. I've become free from alcohol. And I've also, in light of that, have become free from so many other things that were keeping me captive over the years, including my anxiety, including my agoraphobia, including different relationships that I've had, just so many different things that over the past year and a half, I've been able to reflect, have a clear mind and be an entirely different Lauren that is sitting with you all today. And so I wanted to open up this podcast episode with that passage. I thought that it was really helpful and also showing what a new freedom can look like on the opposite side as well, which I really love. With that being said, I'm going to get into it now on the 18 reasons I love being sober to celebrate 18 months of sobriety. Number one, no more hangovers. It is so nice to wake up early or late in the morning and just feel amazing. I used to wake up feeling so gross. I would have palpitations. My head would be hurting, dehydrated, sometimes I'd be shaking and I don't feel any of that anymore. I was just telling someone, even on the nights that I don't get a lot of sleep, like I get three to four hours of sleep, I still don't feel as bad as I did when I was drinking and I'm so grateful for that. Number two, no more alcohol-related anxiety. I know a lot of people talk about hangxiety and that's actually not a phrase that I heard until after I was sober. And I'm an anxious person all around through and through with and without alcohol. So I didn't really know if that was something that I experienced. But I definitely would say that alcohol contributed to heightened anxiety, even though I was using it as a treatment for my anxiety. If you're following, I had a really hard time with my agoraphobia, as you all know, and alcohol was something that really helped me get through social situations that I didn't think I could get through. But the thing was the next day and I had that craving of alcohol again, it was a spiral. I had more anxiety because I was drinking because of different actions that I took or anxiety, the phenomena that I just learned, whatever it might be, it actually at the end of the day was making my anxiety worse and making me just run on the hamster wheel. Number three is saving money. These next three things are all ones that I track on my I Am Sober app that will also be linked down below. And it's all the things that I'm saving on. So saving money, since 549 days ago, I am saving almost $10,000 not drinking alcohol. It says $9,785.71 that I'm saving. And that was an estimated calculation of spending $125 per week on alcohol. But honestly, I probably spent more because LA is not cheap for all y'all who are familiar. Number four, saving calories. I have saved 137,000 calories since I stopped drinking. Number five. I have more time for other activities that boost my life, that bring me energy, that bring me happiness, and that is 783 hours that I'm saving. Again, probably underestimated the amount of time, let's see I put that I was spending 10 hours a week drinking. But if we also calculate in the time that I was hung over or spent all day in bed because I didn't feel well from drinking, that's probably a lot more time. And I also want to say I'm sharing all of this now with much more ease than I did in my past couple episodes, just because I'm more comfortable talking about the problem with alcohol that I did have. And I'm not really scared of the stigma that's associated with alcoholism or with having a drinking problem, because I really, really want to be part of a narrative that is helping others who might see themselves in my story. And also just part of a narrative that breaks the stigma. And this is an area that I want to work in someday. So I'm not really as scared and I don't feel like I need to be cautious. I feel like there would be no use in me being cautious if I have podcast episodes dedicated to this topic. So I hope you all are able to receive this with an open and kind heart as well. Okay. Number six, better physical health. And I want to get into more details on this one. My friend actually shared a podcast episode with me from the Huberman Lab, from Dr. Andrew Huberman, who did a whole episode on alcohol. It's two hours long, so buckle up for that. But that's linked down below as well. And he discusses all the science of alcohol and actually breaks down the myth. That in no way or form is alcohol ever beneficial for your body. it does nothing but harm you, and I say this without judgment for anyone who still drinks or does not have a problem and doesn't see themselves quitting, that is completely fine. but for me, as someone who has chosen to be sober and also someone who has full intentions on not having a drink for the rest of my life, that is the goal. It was really helpful and validating to me so. If that's something you want to listen to, I highly recommend, but I'm also going to share some facts on my podcast today. According to the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, there are so many different organs in your body that alcohol affects, beginning with your brain. Alcohol use over a long period of time or also excessive alcohol in a short period of time can disrupt your mood and behavior and also your brain power and your ability to have balance or to make decisions. Your heart is also affected over a long time use of alcohol or too much in a short period of time. It could lead to different heart problems like arrhythmias, stroke, and hypertension. Your liver can also be affected, which that makes sense. You can get fatty liver of, or cirrhosis. I actually got blood work done this past summer and I felt so happy because when i had my results reviewed they're like i can tell you don't drink your liver it looks amazing it looks immaculate and i was like wow she's cute but no really we really need our liver so be kind to yourselves your pancreas alcohol can also affect your pancreas and can cause it to produce toxic substances which could lead to issues such as pancreatitis which is not good also your immune system can become weaker When drinking alcohol, even if that's within the past 24 hours of drinking alcohol. And last but not least, alcohol is a known carcinogen to humans. And even moderate alcohol use or even drinking one drink a day, which is something that doesn't seem like a lot, can moderately increase your risk of having cancer over your life course. So, after the heavy negative physical health effects of alcohol, I wanted to talk about some benefits to stop drinking. And as I know, a lot of people are closing out dry January. Congrats for completing dry January. According to Healthline, within only 30 days of stopping drinking, one, you can repair liver damage. Two, you can lower your risk for heart disease. Basically, these are all like the antithesis of what I just said. Three, you can lower your cancer risk. Four, you can lose weight. A lot of people ask me this. I know with like people who drink a lot of beer, They experience a lot of weight loss just because it's such a heavy alcohol and it's just full of carbs. I personally did not experience a lot of weight loss from stopping drinking. I think that this is because everybody's body is different, but I definitely can see other physical effects that my body has had since I stopped drinking. Five, you can increase your brain power. And six, you can improve your sleep. I definitely... I've always had issues with sleeping, but I've definitely noticed a tremendous increase in my ability to sleep for longer periods of times. But also, I used to wake up in the middle of the night after a night of drinking, and my heart would be racing. My heart rate would be like 120. And I still, when I'm really anxious, get a really high heart rate. But I'm realizing how scary that really was, because my resting heart rate was over 120 all the time and that was when I was sleeping that's when I was standing and I thought I had a heart condition and I might as well could have but now I'm realizing like oh my gosh I feel a whole lot better and I'm able to manage my anxiety and also manage my heart rate and I'm not even doing a lot of cardio and I honestly think a lot of that is due to this big lifestyle change and that is that I stopped drinking. I mean, I was drinking alcohol every day for at least three or four years in my early 20s. So I cannot confidently say that there is a correlation causation here, but I'm just going to say that it was really, really wise for me to stop drinking. And I feel a lot healthier, a lot stronger, and a lot better mentally and physically since I stopped drinking. Number seven, reason I love sobriety is that I don't have to worry about transportation anymore. I can be the sober driver. I can be the DD for myself and for others. I don't need to worry about coordinating cars or getting in Ubers. I've never really liked the idea of Uber or Lyft. I feel really unsafe when I get in one. So this is something that I don't have to worry about anymore, which is great. Number eight, Finding other methods to be social and authentically myself. Like I said, I was experiencing the height of my agoraphobia as my alcohol use was increasing. And there definitely is a correlation there. It was really easy for me to tell myself that I needed to have alcohol because I was just going to be a social hermit for the rest of my life if I did not drink and alcohol definitely got me out the door it got me laughing it, it to me I thought I was only myself if I had alcohol in my system because I was actually able to talk to people and not be thinking about what I'm saying what they think about me and feeling awkward and now do I still get those thoughts in my head do I still feel like I'm awkward or don't really want to be in social situations yes but I also realized that right now I'm always showing up as myself authentically me and if people like me in the state that I'm currently in then great and if not then also great that's just how life is and I don't need a substance to be facilitating that for me I'm able to do that fully on my own now and honestly it feels like badge of honor and then also part of that is finding other activities to do with my friends and loved ones that does not revolve around drinking. I still will go to a bar, I'll still go out if I feel like it, but it does feel really nice to be able to bond with people other than only drinking activities. And number nine, having stronger, more meaningful relationships with others. I think this kind of goes hand in hand with the last one I just said, but I have noticed that In this past year especially, so it's been a year and a half since I stopped drinking, but in the past year, I have cultivated really, really beautiful friendships with people. And I think that it is all correlated to this cleansing process that I'm on. And that started with the work that I've been doing on myself with my mental health and my anxiety. But it's also started with this work that I'm doing when I stopped drinking with all my friends who are also sober, the friends who got me into AA, who got me into this program that really has allowed me to look at myself under a magnifying glass and really think about my relationships in a different way and think about my part in those relationships and see how different areas of my life also reflect my alcoholism. And that has been so eye opening again, this is the first time that I've really opened up about this problem on this podcast. I've kind of just been masquerading under like me being sober with like kind of tiptoeing around the fact that I do identify as an alcoholic, I identify as someone who had a problem with alcohol, and that is also why I'm able to have stronger, more meaningful relationships with others as well because. I'm finally able to be honest with myself and to be honest with others. And I'm so, so grateful for this program and for this process. Number 10, I'm happier overall. (laughs) Like I just said, I just think that, you know, I have bad days, but at the end of the day, I go to sleep and I'm so happy and I'm so grateful. And that's something that I mean, Lauren of three years ago was in a very, very negative mind space and I never imagined that I could end the day feeling so good. 11, less depression and less anxiety. I think I've already kind of discussed this so I won't go more into depth there. 12, focusing on gratitude and more purposeful things in my life. Over the past year and a half, I've also really honed in on what I find important, again, in my relationships, but also in my career and just really focusing on things that make me feel like I have a purpose and make me feel like I am contributing to the good in society. 13. Having a higher tolerance for negative situations. Listen, I'm not saying I'm a saint or always have a great response to everything, but wait, let me just say 14 so that way I can put these things together. I have a more stable mood. I'm able to step back and really look at things from a different perspective. So these two kind of go together. But this is something that is more recent over the past six months since I actually started going to meetings and involving myself in the program. But it's so weird to me because I literally will find myself in the middle of an argument. And trust me, I still get annoyed. I still get mad, but I'm able to be like, wait a minute, let me breathe we're gonna circle back on this like let me talk to people let me like get it out but let me not take it out on the person that I am talking with and that's something that is really new to me and has been really really helpful for my relationships but also for me it really shows me that I'm capable of being calm in tough situations and that's not something that I've really related to in the past and so again very grateful for that Number 15, I am able to deal with my problems head on instead of hiding behind them or desensitizing them with alcohol. I think I've already kind of covered this as well, but I'm really able to sit with all the feelings I have full spectrum, whether that be happiness, sadness, grief, anxiety, depression, I don't know, stress, any feeling that I have, I'm really able to just sit with it, experience it, and feel it in a raw way that I never have been able to before. And I think that kind of allows me to have a more stable mood because I'm able to regulate myself without any substances whatsoever. And I'm able to just do other things like journal, hop on the podcast, go on TikTok, watch videos, talk to my friends, hang out with my dog, watch TV, anything else that just allows me to get out of my head for a moment and focus on something better. There's Something else that really helps me too is just to listen to music and go on a walk and just kind of sit with the feelings. I think I've talked about this before, but if I need to cry, I will be putting on sad music in my car or on a walk and I will cry And listen to the sad music just to get the feelings out or watch a really sad movie. So many friends can tell you that I'll text them like, what's a really sad movie? What's something that can make me cry? Or what's a rom-com that can make me feel good? And doing those things are much healthier behaviors for myself other than picking up a bottle of alcohol and drowning my feelings. That was something that, again, never made me feel better in the long run. And honestly, at the end of the day, heightened whatever negative feelings I had. Number 16, we're almost towards the end. Number 16 is honesty. I love being sober because I feel like I'm capable of being way more honest with myself and honest with others. This is something that obviously I'm not perfect at. No one is perfect, but I'm able to be honest and show up in areas that I need to. This is so funny because I just scrolled to the next page of my notes and number 17 is the ability to show up. And this is a little different than what I was talking about in number 16. But when I was at the peak of my anxiety, I had so many excuses. And I honestly blame that a lot on like my agoraphobia and where I was at, but I still deal with anxiety. But something that this program has taught me is that when you tell someone that you're going to show up and that you're going to be there for them, you do it regardless of how you're feeling. And that is something that. Has led to my recovery and not just my alcoholism, but also with my mental health because I'm able to push my own boundaries when I'm feeling uncomfortable. And honestly, it's always led to growth. And I've never felt extremely uncomfortable that I regret the decision that I made. I know this summer I was living at home and I was going to meetings that I'd be an hour in traffic for. And I was like, why in the world am I driving in an hour long LA traffic, which is not something I would like to do, I could just be staying at home, like I have no other obligations, just to meet up with my friend, and then these new people that I don't know, in a room where they might make me talk and do something that I really, really don't want to do. That makes no sense. Why would I do that? But at the end of the day, I did it. And it made me feel a lot better about myself. And it also made me realize, number 18, how selfish I was to always put myself before others. If I tell my friend that I'm going to see them on a certain day at a certain time, and I cancel just because I don't really feel like it that day, at the end of the day, that is a selfish decision. And I'm so grateful for all my friends who have stuck with me throughout this entire process of especially my anxiety and my agoraphobia. But I also am really, really sorry for all the ones that I wasn't able to show up for. And I don't want to be too hard on myself because I need to be able to forgive myself as well and also realize that mental health is also a big part of my story. But I think now there is such a clear difference in the times when I'm really not feeling well and I'm being honest, I'm not making up some lie, some excuse of why I can't show up somewhere. People can really tell the difference and they can also tell the difference because I'm not a flake anymore. I'm not flaky. I'm able to show up. I'm able to be there. And guess what? I am way more comfortable when I am sitting in public now because I was able to push my boundaries over the past few months. All of that has led to my growth and has led to where I am today. And I hope that all of you can tell the confidence in my voice in that I am doing so much better than I was a year ago, than I was a couple months ago, definitely than I was a year and a half ago, and definitely more than I was four years ago. I am so happy with the woman that I am today. And it's been a realization that I've come to over the past month or two. I'm so, so grateful for everyone who has been a big piece of my story. And for all the tools and resources that I have, I'm going to link different resources down below. But if you need a friend, or if you're sober curious, if you just want someone to chat to, I'm always available. That I feel is part of my purpose is I want to give back to others and really share my experiences with other people who might relate. So Thank you all for celebrating my 18 months of sobriety birthday today. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you want to hear more episodes about my sobriety, I'd be happy to share them as well. So just let me know. My Instagram is at Podcast and my TikTok is at Lauren. Please feel free to write any comments on this podcast. Again, all details are in the show notes down below and rate my podcast five stars on Spotify or if you're listening on the web. I don't know if you can rank it there. Anyways, I am trailing on, but I hope you all had a happy Wellness Wednesday. I'm so sorry I missed last week's episode. It was a crazy busy week in all good ways. I will be sharing my episode on seasonal depression next week. So stay tuned for then and have a great rest of your weekend. Happy Wellness Wednesday. Bye.